This episode of A Beacon of Hope is proudly brought to you by Campfire Studios. To find out more, visit campfirestudios.co.nz. A Beacon of Hope is a weekly podcast that shines a light on the human spirit and explores the power of hope in our lives. Join me, Will Fleming, as I talk to people from all walks of life about where they find hope and how they use it to navigate life's challenges. Be good. Be safe. And be happy. Hey everyone. At the time that you are hearing this, or at least the time that I released this episode on Wednesday the 19th, it will be one day after the one year anniversary of my late mother's passing. And in this deeply moving episode of A Beacon of Hope, I will share a rare and intimate glimpse into the life of my mother, who bravely faced a battle with cancer. As I said, it's been a year since her passing, and this marks the first time I've had the strength to listen to a full recording that we made together during that challenging time in her life. So join me as we journey back in time, retracing her incredible story of resilience and adaption, from her early days in the Cook Islands to her arrival in New Zealand as a young girl who couldn't speak a word of English. Okay, just before we kick off with the podcast, I've got Mr. 15-year-old, say hello. Hey. And uh, he's become the in-house ukulele player around here. Now, I've asked him to work on a little track with me in honor of my mum before we get into this podcast. Here we go. This song is called Monsters by James Blunt, performed by me and old mate 15-year-old. before they turn off all the lights. I won't read you your wrongs or your rights Time is gone I tell you goodnight, close the door I tell you I love you once more The time is gone So here it is I'm not your son You're not my mother we're just two grown pals saying goodbye And no need to forgive, no need to forget I know your mistakes and you know mine While you're sleeping, I'll try to make you proud So mommy, won't you just close your eyes Don't be afraid It's my turn to chase the monsters away. Thanks, son. Love you. Yep. Say you love me. (laughs) Yep. Say you love me. (laughs) Love you. I love you, mum. I miss you. Thank you for filling me full of hope. And thank you for being our beacon of hope in this episode. Okay. Full name, Raro name, and English name. All right. My name is Elizabeth Rita Fleming, ni Erita Peta Hewitt. And before we go back, just tell me the story about how you got your 
English name Rita? Nobody calls me Elizabeth. You know, half of my family couldn't pronounce it anyway. So my grandmother decided to shorten my name. So from Erita Peter, Erita came Rita. So, you know, even though they shortened it, my name was Elizabeth, they shortened it to Rita. Then they shortened it again to Ta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they, you know, so it was always Ta, Ta. What was the know? most common name you went by growing up? Ta, was it? Ta. Oh, no, Rita, you know, oh. or Ta, yeah. My family all, all shortened it to Ta, you know. And then when I came to New Zealand, I used the name Elizabeth, of course, when I was going to school. And so that got shortened again. Instead of Rita, it got shortened again to Liz. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know where I was half of the time with all these names. Yeah. And Elizabeth was used all the time, oh, except part from the family. Mm. And um, my friends called me Lizzie or Liz. you got so many names. you also got more than one birthday. Yes, I have. I have. That's a weird one. I always had my birthday on the 28th of July till I was going somewhere. I, I had to, I needed a passport. So I asked my mother for my passport and I looked at it and it said the 13th of July. And I went, what? I can't believe this. And uh, I asked her about it and she said, um, no, 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 you were born on the 28th because I should know I had you. And I went, oh, what, what the heck is this 13th doing here? Mm. And she said, oh, my father registered me, and so he must have got it wrong. He must have got the date wrong. <laughs> must have been on the booze or something. I think he did make a mistake because if it was the 13th, I think... The day I registered would have been like the 14th, you know, but it was some other date, you know. And uh, so he, yeah, or he, he just couldn't remember, so he just put down any date, you know, 13 was a good day for him, so yeah. <laughs> he put that down. And tell me about growing up. Where did you grow up? I was born in uh, Rarotonga. My family had... Left a little island called Maoke, mm. and we went to Rarotonga. So all my sisters and brothers could go to school and get a better education, I yeah. suppose. I was in Rarotonga. Went to school, primary school, till I was about seven, and then I hopped on a boat and Moana Roa it was called, and we came over to. New Zealand. Mm. That was pretty scary. That took seven days, I think, to get here mm. by boat. Who'd you come with? I came with my mother. We all had to come, you know, like one by one. That's what how my father could afford it. He, my father left first, and then the next, it was being the youngest, I had to come with mum. Mm. So there was mum and I. But, you know, seven days of the trip, six days I was sick. Didn't see anything. Didn't enjoy the trip at all. <laughs> Around what time is this? What year? Uh, this was about 1957. And so what was your dad's name? James Hewitt. And he came to New Zealand first for what? To, to work, yeah. Was that, was that what lots of 
Lots of them. They all did that. All the men came over. I remember men leaving the Cook Island and heading off to New Zealand and working hard and sending the fare back home and, of course, extra cash to keep the family going as well. And mother, I remember my mother working for a week for 50 cents. That's amazing, eh? Could that get you anything? Oh, it got us heaps. You know, a packet of lollies was only like one penny, you know, for a packet and half a penny, you know. And how long was he in New Zealand before he sent for you guys to come? He sent for us about um, probably about five months, six months, you know, because he had to, to find accommodation as well. It wasn't easy for him, yeah. I don't think, you know. So he had to get a job, get a, an accommodation. He had a mate anyway that helped him out that was already here. Then he worked at, oh, he was building the Harbour Bridge, mm, you right. know. And so your mum, what's her full name? Her full name's Mataki Ute Tama. Yeah. Tama. She was... 63 when she died. And your dad? My dad passed away when he was 52. Going back to that story, he worked very hard and and then he got the two of us to come over and then they both worked hard. Then slowly my brother came and then another six months go past and then my sister came and then another sister, another sister and then the brother eventually, you know. Like, and did everyone end up coming? Yeah, everyone. Everyone uh, over ended. what? Like a what? Two, three year period? Yeah, two years, say. So they got everyone across. Sometimes I think, like, for your own kids, imagine if you had to, like, get us somewhere bit by bit. Horrible, eh? Oh, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I didn't, I didn't know. Right? I didn't know how they could have. Oh, you know, my grandmother was there and she was pretty strong, mm. you know. So. Yeah, all, all. So came to New Zealand, and like, were you good at school? When I came over, I couldn't even speak a word of English. You mean how frightening that would be, not speaking a word of English, and even to spell my name was pretty difficult, mm. you know. It didn't take me long, you know, because every other kid spoke English. Mm. So, you know, you learn quick too when you're a kid. Did it feel, what was New Zealand like back then? Were you kind of feeling like you were out of place or was there a big Pacific community? Oh, no, I felt, it, I felt out of place. Oh, it's huge. It was huge compared to what we'd come from. And we only had a little shack, you know, and then come back to this house that was eight bedrooms or something. You Where know? was it? It was in Grey Lynn. All, all the islanders moved straight to Grey Lynn in Ponsonby. You know, yeah, they would have been all rich if they kept all their houses. But why didn't they? Why didn't they? Because, you know, somebody came along and said, oh, Avondale's a new subdivision and, you know, you should get out there and get yourself a brand new home and they're trying to kick everybody out. And, uh, well, which was true in a way because mm. it became... Ponsonby. And- Ponsonby and Grayland are yeah. the... Towns, you know. Mm. Where did everyone move? West and south. West and south. Yeah. And yeah. where did you guys move? We lived at Greylin for a number of years. Then we went to One Tree Hill. And my uncle and my mother and 
father decided to buy a house because the house we were living in belonged to some old Scottish lady and she was the landlady of the place and we all lived there. So everybody decided, yeah, it was time to move out and get your own home and so that's what we did. And how old were you then? I must have been about 11. So between school starting and yeah. 11, yeah. kind of did a move, and mm. I guess your English would have been perfect. Oh, then. it was starting to get perfect, yeah. yeah, it was really, yeah, quite good. And so I was still going intermediate when we moved to Wintry Hill. When I finished there, I ended up going to Onehunga High. Oh, you went to Onehunga High? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. You finished school? Yeah, um, yeah I did for fifth form. And, um, but was that quite common that you'd do that and then what leave? Oh, it was Because really I guess common. the pressure was on to everyone work, was it? It was very common that once you turned fifteen, you you just left school. You mm. know, if you didn't like school, you just left, and nobody ever really said, "Oh no, I think you know you're clever in this. You should stay and get your degree and mm. go to university and you know get your degree." But um, most of them just said, "Right, we're going to leave school and start." working because work was so plentiful. Yeah. You know? I mean, it was actually a good decision, right? Because you could earn yeah, money. Yeah, I could earn money, There was heaps yeah. of jobs. And still get a good job, mm. you know. What was your first job? Uh, I was working for a movie, movie... Uh, Theatre. Yeah, movie um, office. Oh, yeah. Just before we move on, what's that? You talked about movies, and I remembered you have a, a funny link with The Rock, and his mum, because The Rock is a big movie actor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Didn't you go to school with his mum? Yeah, I did. Yeah, we went to um, we went to Newton Central School and plus the intermediate school. And, yeah, and I used to wait for her every morning. Yeah. And um, she'd come past and, and go, right, you ready? Let's go to school. Were you good friends? And, yeah, we were very good friends. Yeah. We used to walk to school every day. Walk but only home. as kids. Yeah, only as kids. Um, and then, and then we lost contact as soon as we I moved. You know, because I moved out of the area, mm. and so they all went to Epsom Girls Grammar or Auckland Girls Grammar, and I moved and I went to Anyanga High, and I think I was the only one there from my old school. How did you know it was the Rock's mum though? Did you see her years later or something? I found out through an, another friend oh. that that was Rock's mum. And I went, oh, my goodness, yeah, because <laughs> we were all friends, you know, like my friend who I still keep in touch with, um, yeah, told me. And she hears from her all the time. You know, no pressure because I'm here, but what was I like when I was little? Oh, hell of a naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. <laughs> yeah, so naughty. No. <laughs> no, he was he was just perfect. <laughs> I just went along for the ride, I think. <laughs> spoiled. Yeah, no. You know, you got spoiled because, well, why not? Mm. You know, you and you are the baby. And we were thinking, wow, this is so neat. And Nana reckoned that. When you came along, it just changed her no, 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 whole no, no, outlook on kids again, you know. She she just loved it, loved you. Well, that's that's a bit of the story. Um, you know, you must be pretty proud of how I am. everything. No, because oh, yeah. if you think about it, you've 
since, well, probably before Nana or World War, and then everyone wants the better for their kids, eh? Yeah, they do. And I mean, you'd have to you'd have to say that your kids are living good. What would Nana think about you know everyone today? Do you reckon she'd be happy? Oh, she'd be so proud. She would be proud that everybody is is has all grown up to be like achievers doing so well for themselves and never have to worry about a thing oh she would be proud really proud of knowing that her grandkids are done so well and she's partly her you know she pushed everybody to do better you know she would be and me too I'm, I'm pretty proud of everybody all my kids are healthy and doing well it's good I'm I'm pleased to see everybody's done so well did um nana or wawa or anyone in your family ever like have really good advice or i kind of get the feeling that advice is a modern thing eh? like you just did stuff right Mm. is that right or did did she ever like have advice to give you when things weren't going really well no her main main saying was always be good hey baby don't eat the cat food (laughs) yucky Advice, don't eat cat food. Yeah. But I like it. But no. I like it, baby, don't you? Yeah, her advice was always be good, you know. Don't let anybody um, treat you bad. You Are you know? hungry? Just be good, have a good life, mm. you know. Would you pass that on to all of us listening? Yeah, I pass Same it advice. on from me to you. Be good, be safe, and be happy. That mm. sounds like an Uncle Kato <laughs> quote. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds like that song, doesn't it? Be happy. All right, Mama, yeah. we stop there, right? Yeah, okay. okay. All right. This episode of A Beacon of Hope is proudly brought to you by Campfire Studios. Campfire Studios is an impact-led organisation amplifying the voices of Māori and Pacifica communities via podcasting and video content. To find out more, visit campfirestudios.co.nz. Thank you for tuning in to this frequency of hope in our podcast today. If you found value from this episode and want to hear more, I would love it if you could follow, subscribe and rate our show. By doing so, you will increase the frequency of the beacon of hope. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or any other platform, please take a moment to hit the follow or subscribe button and leave a rating and review. I truly appreciate your support and feedback, and it helps us make our podcast even better. Thank you. Be good. Be safe. And be happy.